morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across Faith FM Network. This is the Mon and Lawson Show. We are coming from our studio here in Newcastle to bring you positively different radio because we're just having such a good time and we're loving life. And we love you guys, and life is good, and I really, amen. I really didn't Hallelujah. think that was possible this morning, <laughs> that kind of energy, considering you've had two hours sleep. Hey, look, I'm just that, living just like, my best life, okay? I am on, on top empty, like, of the world. On adrenaline. <laughs> oh, man, it's awesome. Oh, Lawson, what are you grateful for this morning, look, you silly sausage? Okay. You said, you know, you, you said, you said, you talked about how I'm only running on two hours sleep. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I, I am. And basically the situation around that is, is last night, I, um, me, me and, uh, a, you know, one of the Bible workers at our church, Jasmine, we decided to, to hang out with Blake Penland, um, our pastor, because we don't hang out with him a lot. We're like, well, we we used to, but we don't as much anymore because we're just super busy all the time because we're doing so much stuff. We're like, yeah, let's go and hang out with the guy at his place and go and watch a movie. Um, and then we sort of just got into a YouTube video kind of hole. Oh, you we'll, fell down a hole together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, but now we've got to watch the movie. And then and then the movie finished at like 12.30 a.m. And then Jasmine's like, oh... I'm going to get on a train tomorrow morning to go to Sydney Airport because I'm going to the Philippines to preach. And I was like, oh, sick. And she's like, drive me. I was like, yep. And so, and so, yeah, I got up at like four, four o'clock this morning. After having gone to bed at two. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I got, got home because I dropped her home. Way too many details in this story, Lawson. And you can just tell us that you went to bed at two and you got up at four and you had two hours yeah, sleep. Yeah, but I just had to let the listeners know that it was for a good cause. It was for friendship and uh-huh. it was for evangelism. Yeah. Like the two most important things on earth. <laughs> And so, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not up, you know. I, I didn't have no sleep because I was neglecting my sleep. You've already told the story, but I just, I, just I feel like you're delirious everyone. right now. I don't know what you're talking about, Monica. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact you didn't even ask me what I'm grateful. Are you, for. What are you grateful for? And now I have like ten seconds no, left to tell right. you. You can, you can tell me. No, I don't think I can. Yeah, you can. Because my story is like way better. One word. Oranges. Oh no, yes, citrus, we love oranges. <laughs> we don't even. Okay, great show coming up. Day tuned.
ocean drifting nowhere fast On the ocean drifting nowhere fast Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our show. And that, how good was that song? So good. Stones of Eden back this way. I, you know what I love? What? They're just the, the banging guitar solo. Yeah. Like I'm right just other day. all about it. We should, you know, I think the guitar solo has become a little bit tacky over time. Like I think everyone loves a good guitar solo. Yeah. But people just ruined it. But they're bringing it back, Sevy style, you know, and it's just—it's amazing. Yeah, that was a good band to hit up the day. Oh. Yeah, producer Jazz is doing a great job. She's just killing it. We love she producer really Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shell can just take some more time off. Oh, I hope Shell's not listening right now. Hey, no, I'm not saying that to down on Shell. I'm just saying that Jazz is doing such a great job that Shell can rest up a little bit more and, and uh-huh. then come back even better than she was before. Nice save. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the clue for the quiz? Okay, this morning. We're going to do a who am I quiz. Uh, so you have to guess uh, which Bible character this is. So who Ooh. am I? Clue number one. I asked, how can a mortal be righteous before God? How can a mortal be righteous before God? If you think you know the answer, give us a call now. 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Was it Jesus? Dude, don't guess into the microphone. Write the answer. But Jesus is always the answer. Dude. <laughs> Can I get a refund on this co-host, please? <laughs> oh, wow. Producer Jazz. <laughs> Give me a refund. No, <laughs> what does that even mean? A refund? As what? in like, chuck you back in, get me someone else. Wow. Well, okay. Get my money back. Look at you go. <laughs> Man, that is a really, refund. Okay. How will the mortal man stand righteous before God? Mm. That's a quote. You can text your answers 0491-064-669. Uh, you can head to our Instagram if you want to uh, watch Lawson and I give the clues on mm. little videos that we put up there. Our Instagram handle is faithfmlive, lowercase one word. Mm-hmm. Mm. Give me some news. Give me some yeah, positive some, news. Do you know what, you know what, so I tell you what I'm grateful for? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yesterday, maybe the day before, I can't remember. 
But our, my housemates um, went to help this, I think he's an old timer, uh, work his garden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he had, they had to like pick citrus, mandarins, oranges, and lemons, right? Oh, that's... And he sent them back with, like, I kid you not, like a tray, like a ute tray. I mean, like the back of a ute full of citrus. Like when you walk into my house right now... There are just buckets and buckets and buckets of fruit everywhere. Like, I don't mean just like those little five litre buckets. I mean like washing basket buckets. Yeah. Like enormous tubs. Um, and funnily enough, this guy's name is Lyle. Not our Lyle, but like different Lyle. Different Lyle. Different Lyle. Yeah, Lyle of the citrus. Mm. And, um, and the, and the, and the land, the opening, the little landing room where you open the door into just smells amazing because it's just like, hits you with all the different situations. Mm. I'm, I'm having so much fun coming home every day. Yeah. I'm just like a little bit concerned about how it is we're going to use it all up before it goes off because mm. everyone's like, oh, man, bake them. Bake them into like orange cake and lemon cake and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Except to make an orange or a lemon cake takes one piece of fruit and I have like 5,000 here. Like I don't even have enough money to oh. buy enough self-raising flour or, you know, margarine to make as many. We've got, we've got coming up on our on our screens here a couple different um, photos of this thing, and man, yeah. that is like yeah. amazing. Yeah, producer Jazz, one of my housemates, is showing you pictures, oh. and the, yeah, it's, it's like there's so much fruit you can barely move through the first section of the house. Well, it's Monica, amazing. Monica, look, we've been talking mm. about a lot of different things on the mm-hmm. show because we remember how like we're geniuses and we're just like <laughs> entrepreneurs. Yes, and we're like Bundaburgers. Yes, like all these, you know. Uh-huh. Thing. I remember some we like solved the world's energy problem with a bicycle one time. Yeah, yeah. that was like ages ago. <laughs> yeah, we. But did it. dude, mm-hmm. curry juice, curry juice. Ah, curry juice. I get it. I curry get it. juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I live in curry, curry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curry juice. I like it. Bam. Yeah. You've, you've got an instant supply. Let's it's, do it. Yeah. It'd be short lived because as soon as I ran out of oranges and lemons. Hey, but you've got, you've got, you've got, got a dude. Lyle. I've got, you've I've got, got the supplier. You've got Lyle. You've yeah. got the supplier yeah. on board. It like, you have everything you need. The world is your oyster, Except Monica. Except I don't have a juicer, actually. Oh. <laughs> Hey, do you want to be my juicer? Do you want a job? Do you need some work? <laughs> Depends how much you pay me. <laughs> Is five cents enough <laughs> per juice? Five cents per juice. <laughs> so the faster you work, the more you earn. <laughs> yeah, dude, true. Let me tell you some really cute news. Uh, this is adorable, Lawson. Yep. Um, so I didn't know this was an issue, but it turns out that turtles are just a bit of a bit of a. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm even looking for? They're like, in, you know how people always like save the turtles, save the turtles. There's other stuff we need to save them from. So there's a there's a wildlife rescue group uh, in Carolina. Oh, do you remember? Actually, I told you this story about um, a wildlife group that actually hit the news recently, uh, asking for people to send in um, hand knitted or yes, hand crocheted yes, nests yes. for rescued baby birds because they had a massive influx. Mm-hmm. Same group. They're really innovative. Wait, wait, which Carolina are they from? Uh, the one in the states. Yeah, but which one? I don't know. There's a north and a south. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they're I... just conglomerate. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Cool. Conglomerate uh, rescue center. Nice. And uh, and yeah, and so they're actually being really innovative with recycling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like they like they said to people, like reuse your, you know, use up your old yarn, repurpose your old jumpers and beanies, and, and send us b- baby bird nests. Now. They've put out a um, a message saying, uh, ladies, please send us your old worn-out bras. You know why? Why? 
So what they like to save the turtles, dude? They're saving turtles using old underwear, and I love it. Uh, so what they do is uh, they use the clasps to secure cracked and broken turtle shells. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but it can take anywhere from six to eight weeks for a fractured turtle shell to heal completely. Mm. And get this: over the course of the last month, uh, this the um, the Carolina Rescue Center has been treating about 40 turtles a week. Wow. That's a huge amount of turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very... Uh, uh, what's that? I still can't think of the word. Not fragile, not endangered, not delicate. They're, they're at risk, basically. They're sad boys. Yeah. They're, they're suffering damage uh, to their shell after being hit by lawnmowers, cars, or just sort of any motorized vehicles. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the rescues, they, they, they have to find them, and then they, they fix the, the shells by gluing the pieces back together. Mm. But then they use the bra clasps to secure the shell with wire. So I've got a little picture here to show you, Lawson. Mm-hmm. See how this little, this little fella? Oh, yeah. He's got a massive crack in the back of his shell. Yeah. So they've glued it up and then they've secured um, like some wire to sort of pull it together. Almost like when you have stitches, mm-hmm. but you can't really stitch a turtle shell because like it's not like flesh we can just poke a needle through. Yeah. So they've, they've used bra clasps as the hinging point. So they've glued the bra clasp to the shell. You can see the little okay. bits of glue. Mm-hmm. And then when that's stuck on there, they then wire it and they thread back and forth back when they weave across the crack and they pull it tight and then that holds it together while the glue works its magic on the turtle. Isn't that just so cute? Oh, it's amazing. Like, he's so cute with his little bra on. <laughs> on, his, on. On his shell. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I thought that was adorable. Uh, but you can go have a look on that. Just uh, Google, maybe Google t- uh, Turtle uh, Rescue Carolina. Maybe don't Google don't the word do bra don't, because don't do don't weird do stuff will come up. So yep. Turtle... Uh, Carolina Turtle Rescue, uh, very adorable. I have some news that I think you're going to appreciate, okay, Mr. Yeah, Walters. I'm, I'm super keen. A Dutch company has just unveiled the world's first long-range solar car. Yes. 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 Solar energy is like the this. best. I what, what, Okay. It's, it's called the Lightyear One. Uh-huh. It's a four-passenger. Uh-huh. Uh, it's from... Eindhoven, which I don't even—I've never even heard of that. But it's a prototype car. It actually won the Bridgestone World Solar Channel. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and it's—it's it's just really cool. They've already <laughs> sold a hundred orders to be filled in twenty twenty one. Nice. Um, yeah. So um, t- uh, they've been working on this for years, two years, and uh, they've been getting accolades and grants and investments, and they're mm. doing really well. Um, so they engineered it using only the principles of physics to produce maximum efficiency for their plug-in car to get the most out of every ray of sunshine. If you look at the picture of the car, the bonnet, it lo- I think it's all like solar panels right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it uses only half the energy consumption of other cars in, in this mm-hmm. class. It has a battery two-thirds the size of a Tesla S, mm-hmm. but it provides a longer range, so up to 800 kilometers no when way. driving in full sun. No Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Uh, so they said the main goal of this car is to fill in where electric cars fall short. Uh-huh. And uh, research has shown that the range and the lack of charging options are still the top concerns that people have when considering purchasing electric cars, which is true, which is a, mm-hmm. which is a oh, valid Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been the, the curse of electric But this vehicles. thing can charge directly from the sun. Um, it can also charge, you know, uh, when plugged in. So... Like this is great. Like especially in Australia, son. Oh, in Australia, man. like we're just my, yeah. my question is, when are they gonna start taxing us for sun use? Oh, wouldn't that be just be awful? Because this is gonna kill the fuel industry if this becomes successful. So what's gonna happen from here? I d- 
Oh, I don't know. Because there was the big push for hydrogen cars back in the in the early 2010s, and they were like, because hydrogen is the single most naturally occurring uh, element in the on Earth. I don't. I, don't, I think that's. So, a, I think that'd be a travesty if they if they did that to the sun. But yeah, the roof and the hood of this car comprised of five square meters of integrated solar cells and safety glass, so strong that a fully grown adult can walk on them without causing dents. Oh, picnic on the bonnet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This well, is incredible. I'm like being mind blown right now i'm pretty up with my electric technology but that is awesome yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty impressed by it too anyway stay tuned this is the idea of north and wherever god shines his light Whenever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for Him. He is there When I am lonely As I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me sick and he heals the lame says you can do it too in Jesus name yes he'll lift you up and turn you around and he puts your feet back on higher ground reach out for him he'll be there within your trouble Oh, you can use his higher power any day, at any hour. Heals the sick, and he heals the lame. Says you can do it too, in Jesus' name. Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around. Put your feet back on higher ground.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our show, and I would ask you what the uh, the old the old clue for the quiz is. But Mon is on her way. She's currently picking out a prize. She's being very, very intently um, cautious. Well, what's no cautious in the right word? She's, she's being intentional and yeah. considerate because she wants to pick the yeah, right pick prize. Pick one. All right, what's the prize? Okay, so today's prize for this quiz is called "Be Exultant, Praising God for His Mighty Works" mm. by Warren W. Worshbibber. I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. Sorry, uh, but yeah, it's a really great book. Um, it's all about uh, being exultant, like praising God, uh, being joyful, making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And, yeah, um, wow. Yeah, which is great because, you know, that's what we're all about here on the Faith FM, mm. on the breakfast show. Being joyous. Waking up happy. Positively different radio. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. No time but for sad, but you got to give us another clue for the quiz. I do have to get another clue for the quiz. Let me hit you with it. Who am I? Okay. This is clue number two. Are you really Lawson? Yeah. You look like you're not ready at all. I'm just thinking really hard. What was the first clue again? Okay, I'll give you the first clue again. But I... I'm oh, sorry. Hang on. I just realized my my videos aren't uploading. This is not good. Okay, here we go. I fixed it. Yep. Who am I? I asked, but how can a mortal be righteous before God? Okay. Okay. And clue mm-hmm. number two. My children were killed when a house they were in collapsed because of a mighty wind. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's it's really sad. But that is clue number two. So give us a call if you know the answer. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. And you can win a copy of Be Exultant, uh, Praising God for His Mighty Works. It's actually a study on the Psalms. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've been, I've, I've been reading through the Psalms lately. It's been a Psalms is great. Time. Psalms is like... Like probably my all-time favorite book. Yeah, I fluctuated lots over my uh, over my Christian walk, mm. but I think I I think I've I've been favoriting Psalms for a long time mm-hmm. now, and I'm not sure it's going to move. Yeah, it's just so much. What's your favorite Psalm? Twenty-seven. Oh, twenty-seven. Yes. Which, which one's that? Uh the one with only fourteen verses. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My favorite Psalm is number one. Oh yeah, that's a really nice one too. I just love it. It's so. Uh, I really like practical practical application in the Bible, like, mm-hmm. you know, practically applicable principles and whatnot. And Psalm number one is just like, oh, it's really know, good. don't sit in the seat of the scornful, you know, don't <laughs> listen to the counsel of the wicked. And I'm like, amen. I'm really uh, kicking myself because I know Psalm 27 off by heart, but I'm just blanking really hard right now. Such as So it's put on the spot by you, Lawson. Yeah. Lawson. Lawson. <laughs> Sorry, oh. all these L words flying around this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monica. Tell us what's happening. Monica. We've been we've been talking a little bit about vegetarianism, veganism, yes. how it's amazing, yes. right? Mm-hmm. How it's an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be sharing with you a little bit of a controversial article. Ooh, well, this is actually for us. It's controversial. Really? So, according to a, a world-renowned um, farmer and a leading authority on farmer practice, um, Matthew Evans, um, farmers have the craziest stories. So, basically. Um, Billions of animals are killed on Australian farms every year to protect crops. Um, what? Yeah, according to this guy Matthew Matthew Evans, um, apparently, um, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're vegan; it's where you're sourcing your food from. 
So they're saying if they're out there like growing a field of kale and they've got to protect the kale from like animals that want to come have a munch, so they, yeah. so they kill the animals. They're just killing them all. Um, according to some of his uh, statistics, um, roughly 14, I think it was 14 million rats get killed a year. Um, Who's crying about that, That's Lawson? the thing. This is the thing. Who's I, crying about I read, that? I read this. Okay, so... F- uh, no, sorry, 14 million. No, sorry, a billion mice a year. Man, I was, I was really Yeah, vermin got to go. Yeah, exactly. But check this out. 40,000 ducks are killed each year to protect rice production. Did you know about that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, according to this guy, essentially, look, it doesn't matter if you're vegan or a meat eater. He is he himself is a meat eater, and he justifies it by this thought of, like, Yeah, oh, that's exactly I, what I was thinking. I mean, this if, is some if, article that some meat yeah. eaters cooked up <laughs> in order to defend that, that they want to continue eating meat. Yeah, it fully, it fully is. But it's interesting for this guy. He's like, he's like oh, look, you know, because I have to kill animals to protect my crop. So if I kill a steak and eat it... Then I'm sweet. First of all, Lawson. First of all, just because you killed an animal protected crop doesn't mean you have to eat it because it's the eating part that is doing the unhealth bad, to your body. You know, I think this is the thing: is that we're not just vegetarians or vegans from the perspective of of ethics, even though that is a good reason to be vegetarian or vegan. You know, to protect mm. animals because they deserve to be protected. But the main reason is because of health. Actually, you sent me something and I watched it and it was a trailer yeah. for the movie Game Changers. And Which was, is coming out in September and I'm so excited it about it. It was incredible. Jump on YouTube right now and look up the trailer, the, the preview for Game Changers. I was actually so surprised with some of the people that were on there. Like yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan. Lewis Hamilton, you know, it's just four-time Formula One world, world champion. Yeah. I was like, wow. They basically collected up all the number one champions in like every single sport right now. Yeah. That, are, that are practicing plant-based diets and have just, just, my mind is blown. Yeah, and yeah. so just from the two and a half minute trailer, I was like, man, this is a movie that I need to watch. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it was, it was incredible. But yeah, this is the thing: is that being vegetarian is not just about you know protecting the animals because it's like, there's like, there's just there's lots of people doing crazy stuff for ethical reasons. You know, recently we had um, a bunch of people, you know, hang themselves from ropes, um, not in the, in the deadly way in the, you know, they were attached to to suspend themselves from ropes off the Sydney Harbour bridge in the name of climate change and animal protection and, and all these things. And I'm like, Oh man, that's, that's, that's pretty far. That's pretty far. But it's like, ultimately, you know, we talked about this last yesterday um, for our Bible study, being stewards of the earth and everything. It's like, yes, it, it is a good reason um, to be vegetarian for ethical purposes. But then it's like, but, you know, even Jesus makes the point. He's like, oh, you know, if, if God protects the birds, you know, he knows when a sparrow falls, how much more will he, you know, provide for you? Like you who he's like the pinnacle of his creation, who he gave dominion of the earth to. And so I think for us, we just need to like focus on what's real. Focus on what's I, just, right. I just want to make a point because mm-hmm. I think you can certainly fall down a rabbit hole here, because um, you know, like I'm I'm vegetarian for health reasons. Yeah, but for me, the 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 side benefits are all the ones about you know um, animal cruelty and uh, and the environmental impact because the the, the biggest uh, pollutant on the planet is animal agriculture. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to say, well, I can't now now I can't eat rice because they're killing ducks to protect the rice paddies, right? Mm-hmm. I think you can fall down a hole where you end up not being able to eat anything. Yeah. Because you're so paranoid and petrified. Mm-hmm. You need to just to be able to do the best you can. And in a place like Australia, the best you can definitely is a plant-based diet. We 100%. have the capacity to follow a plant-based diet very easily in this country. Mm. But then 
there's also the point, like, you know, if we, like, obviously we kill way more animals to eat than we do to, because we're protecting a crop, right? 100%, yeah. Way more. Um, and I, I absolutely, I, I believe so wholeheartedly because science has proven it over and over again that if we stopped animal agriculture and converted all animal farming into mm. um, plant farming, so growing crops, mm-hmm. not only would we have, like, enough food to feed the entire planet we could stamp out world hunger in like a snap of a finger mm. we we would actually have an excess of food um to feed the whole planet if we converted all animal 100%. farming into plant farming and that's the other thing if we converted our animal farming into plant farming we wouldn't have to worry so much about killing the the ducks because we'd have so much food there'd be enough mm-hmm. for them and for us and this is the thing it's like oh you know, well then, if 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 everyone knows this, then what's driving the meat industry? <laughs> and it's money. It's like ultimately, yeah, it's, it's people. It's people because it's hard. It's hard to give up something you like. But that's like I don't know. I feel like there's good su- substitutes nowadays. I, I, oh, there is. I but snacked on a vegan cheeseburger yesterday, and it was decent as. Yeah, but people are but the, with the marketing. Yeah, exactly with the money for the marketing. People, you know, uh, companies want you to believe that eating money is you know manly and you know it's full of eating iron money. and protein, even though you can get iron and protein more readily and better yep. quality in plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are victim to that. And you know, there's there can be a lot of antagonism towards veganism. Actually, I, I see a lot of bullying towards vegetarians and vegans. Um, that's not called out, which I think is really weird because any other kind of bullying right now is like just mm. slammed. But when you see it happening towards vegans and vegetarians, they're like, oh, they, they had it coming because they're annoying because they want capsicum instead of burgers. And it's like, but I'm, I'm going to like throw a little little bit of a, 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 a side note. A, a side note <laughs> is that but there's also, you know, been phases of very extreme veganism that has been harmful. Oh, yeah. Like people there's going and burning do down it. fur yeah, factories no. and all that stuff, you know, yeah. like. You need to be sensible about how you do it. And, and the sensible way to do it is to speak with your money. Just go to the shop. Don't buy stuff. Yeah. Like, the consumers have the loudest voice. Amen. They're not spending their money on one. Like, that's going to shut down. Mm. So, be vegetarian. It's Jane Levy. <laughs> we come now fat.
Breakfast show this morning with Lawson and Mon. Lawson, I gotta tell you, mate, someone's answered the quiz before you. Someone has answered the quiz before you. Man, I wanna cry right now. Don't cry. Just get the next one right before someone else. Congratulations, Loy from South Australia. Uh, the answer was indeed the character Job. I was, I was on my way there. You, you were on it. your way there. I was like, I was literally, I was tossing up. I was like, dude, that sounds like Job. But I, I don't know where it says a house collapsed on them. Yeah. It just says bandits came and killed them. No, his children were killed when a house they were in collapsed because of a mighty wind. I think oh. I think his employees had bandits come and... Because oh. like, you remember everyone in his sphere would basically died other than his wife and his mean friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, we're not going to... We don't have any time to cry Silly over, me. We don't have any time to cry over spilled milk and unanswered quizzes because we're going to jump right into the next one. Right. This is another Who Am I quiz. So two mm-hmm. Who Am I quizzes in the one day. Clue number one is this. I told Hezekiah to get his house in order because he was going to die. If you know the answer to that quiz, give us a call today. Uh, second prize for today is Poems of Faith, uh, which is written by a multitude of different authors. It's been put together, compiled by Bob Blaisdell, and it's a beautiful book, uh, famous and much-loved works. Uh, more than 60 British and American poets, uh, written over a period of nearly 400 years. Uh, appear in this superb verse anthology. All of them are poems of faith, inspiring, comforting, and profound works encompassing religious themes and ideals. Uh, so it's a really beautiful book. I, I particularly love this one, um, Poems of Faith. Uh, give us a call if you know the answer to the quiz. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. Or you can text 491 But guess what, Lawson? We're on air with Kent Kingston. Oh, yes. How Kent are you, Kingston. Kent? Woo! Happy 4th of July. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the 4th of July. I didn't even I didn't even realize. Is, is this because of America? Yeah, is well, that... I'm calling you from North Queensland, Townsville, in fact, where it's absolutely beautiful here. I know they're in Newcastle a couple of days ago. Uh, people were scraping ice off their windscreen. Yes. But let me tell you, that is not the case. Yeah, beautiful mid twenties shorts and t-shirt. I was going to say, are you wearing shorts up there? Because I would be absolutely shorts and thongs today. Oh, jealous! Yeah, you know, yesterday I actually go get um, some warm water and tip it over my windscreen because I couldn't see 
several times this week, I've had to drive down like the road, the first little bit of road, leaving my house to come to the radio with my window down and my head out to see the road because my ice was just so caked on. It was crazy, Ken, crazy. So I'm really jealous that you're up there where there's no ice. But <laughs> Ken, the reason, of course, that we have you on air is because you're the editor of the Science Magazine and uh, it comes out every month and we're really excited to find out what on earth is happening with Science this month, July special month. I, I, I'm still kicking myself that I forgot it was July 4th. And yes, Lawson, July 4th because of America. 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 Yeah. America. Oh, nice. I know it's supposed to be like their day of independence, but for me it's like fireworks. Fireworks. Fireworks and cake. Yeah, but we don't do that here. I know, but it's still nice to see the pictures that oh, come yeah, up. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to make And some I went cake to a 4th of July parade when I was living in the States and it was really oh. fun. I got a picture with like eight policemen on motorcycles or like sheriffs, eight sheriffs. Brum, brum. Yeah, it was really cool. Anyway, Ken, what's happening in signs? <laughs> well, it is July, and uh, I guess another thing to do on the 4th of July is to watch that old movie, um, Independence Day. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> the day we celebrate our 4th of July. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that was about the, the threat to the whole planet from aliens. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Perhaps what we're forgetting, though, is that there are aliens among us, Monica Ooh. and Bobby. Um, and that is the topic of the front cover story of the Ooh. July Science of the Times. It's entitled pestilence, <gasps> like that. What? Um, <laughs> which is all, all, all a bit scary, but it um, it does relate to the reality of the fact that you know we have things like you know as global warming increases, we have mosquitoes coming, like malarial mosquitoes coming further and further south than they've oh. ever been before, for example, or you know with the rise in, uh, of antibiotics in hospitals, there seem to be these superbugs that. Uh, you know, are emerging. I guess as as you kill all the usual population, you just leave these marginal ones on the side that have this, um, you know, resistance to antibiotics, and then they emerge as the main strain. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a worry. Funguses as well, similar things happening with that. Super funguses, and and another weird um, climate change thing is that, um, that they're concerned that in some places like Siberia and Alaska, places like that, where there's permafrost, where the the ground is permanently frozen, as those uh, that ground starts to thaw for the first time in you know like thousands of years, possibly, um, you start to have um, pathogens that are actually you know emerging. Mm from those soils that have been unfrozen for the first time in so long. And, of course, humans don't have resistance. You know, we've, uh, we've lost our resistance to those particular pathogens. So there's all these sort of different threats from, you know, insects and microscopic things that, that are, yeah, so that's what it's, we thought we'd talk about for a cheery front cover topic. It's so like, funny you should be mentioning pestilence because literally as you were talking, a cockroach came out from underneath the desk and ran across our studio desk. And I'm so, I'm so proud of myself I didn't scream my face off, but Lawson <laughs> grabbed a tissue and killed I, 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 I must have summoned it with yeah, just by yeah, saying, you guys talk about my friends. Um, but yeah, it is a bit of a dark, dark and dreary and uh, foreboding article. Like, what, like, it, is it supposed to encourage people towards um, thinking about climate change? Like, like, why? Why are you scaring us, Kent? <laughs> I don't think it's the fact that I'm trying to scare people. It's that these are things that are happening and these are things that people are talking about and they are scared about it. And I guess the message that we're trying to give is, yeah, there is some scary stuff happening around the world, but there's hope. 
Absolutely. Um, mm. I mean, there are people doing, you know, amazing things. Um, it, this article profiles one particular doctor, a, a Christian man, who worked very hard on some of those, you know, really terrible hospital infections um, that seem to be untreatable and, you know, golden staff and that, that sort of stuff. Um, so it profiles him and, and a particular patient that, whose wife he managed to save. Um, and also, you know, as we look at the Bible, we, I mean, the, the word pestilence, you know, comes from the King James version of the Bible, um, you know, Jesus speaking in Matthew 24, they're talking about the signs of the end of the age, and one of the signs that Jesus mentions there is pestilence. Um, So, but Jesus also, you know, says, hey, look, now because I've warned you, now because I've shown you ahead of time, you know what's going to happen. So, and we see, we know who's victorious in the end, you know, we, we know that the earth will be made new, there'll be no more, you know, sickness or death or crying or pain as you know, the book of Revelation, you know, ends up like right at the tail end of the Bible there. Um, so we know that there is hope for the future, that these things will, will not be the, you know, the, the death of humanity. We're, we're not facing a global extinction event, uh, you know, according to the Bible, there is hope for the future. And that, that is the message of science at the time. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, if the, if the future is grim, even for a short period, Period, it's it's better to know about it so you can prepare for it. Like I'd rather know exactly what's going to happen than just blindly go into a storm. And um, and I actually, oh, that's right, exactly. I mean, if if your smoke alarm goes off in your house and wakes you up from your sleep, um, you don't shake your fist at it and say, "Oh, smoke alarm, you're so negative, you're so <laughs> negative." Like, can't you ever say anything positive? I mean, you know, the fact is that that smoke alarm has saved your, your life. life. You know, yeah. its job is to give a warning, um, and I think. You know, God gives warnings too, and He gives them out of love. He gives them out of concern for us. So it's um, sometimes eager to see, you know, these sort of proclamations of doom and gloom and the challenges that we're mm. facing in the future as, as a negative thing. But whether it's scientists, you know, telling us about, you know, climate change or, or the emergence of superbugs, or, or whether it's the Bible telling us about, hey, look, you know, the future's going to hold some struggles for you, um, those things are, are told us, you know, out of a sense of concern for us. Do you know, I, I also like the fact that you mentioned, you know, the Bible doesn't say that the, the planet's going to go extinct. And uh, I particularly like, uh, you know, human extinction. I like that you mentioned that because, you know, one of, the, one of the beefs that I have with evolution is sometimes, you know, when you go on like Netflix or online and you watch documentaries um, that talk about like potential catastrophic events, um, I've, I've, you know, I've seen some of the scenes where they do CGI and they have like a, like a you know, a digital image of what could possibly happen if like a massive meteorite hit our earth or if the ice age came again and all this stuff. And it's just mm-hmm. catastrophic. And just watching it, I'm like this, if I didn't believe in creation and, and God and, and, you know, and the second coming of Jesus, this would trigger massive anxiety for me. I'd be so stressed out just watching these CGI videos of how scientists reckon we're all going to die and then offering no hope. Like I'm so grateful to a God who's told us, you know, the beginning from the end and uh, how it will actually end, and and the hope that comes with that. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll leave that be for alone. Absolutely. <laughs> what else is Absolutely. happening in science? All right. Look, there's there's also some articles that are you know a, I guess a lot more you know here and now everyday life. Um, there's a great profile by Susie Mahonan on the men's shed movement, which oh, is you yes. know, kind of all over. It started in Australia, but it spread to New Zealand, it spread um, to the US, it spread to many countries around the world. This idea that um, men, particular older men who have perhaps retired and mm. are now sitting at home thinking, 
who am I? What do I do? You know, my, my whole life, my identity was caught up in in being a you know a civil engineer or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or, or a plumber. Um, and now here I am, feeling useless, and um, you know, getting under my wife's feet. What, what do I do with myself? And and at that point, in many men's lives, um, depression kicks in. And the men shared me the face that says, Hey fellas, you know, get out here, um, get into our project. We've got some sort of you know, volunteer projects to help with. We can use your skills, we can teach you new skills. Um, and in the process, um, it, it seems that, you know, men, we do tend to open up. I mean, the, the um, motto that they say is men, um, I can't remember the exact words, but basically, men uh, work. Uh, and operate shoulder to shoulder. So rather than this sort of face-to-face conversation where you're eyeballing one another saying, hey, you know, tell me about your relationship mm-hmm, problems, mm-hmm. it seems that when two fellows are, you know, leaning over a, 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 a you know, a, a, an engine bay of a vehicle or, or, or a workbench or something, shoulder to shoulder, that's when they actually start to open up. That's when they start to share what's going on in, in their lives. And, yeah, some really positive things are happening now that in terms of, um, mental health and social integration and just basically dealing with loneliness. That's very interesting because, yeah, like you said, women, you know, inclined to have a cup of tea and stir each other over a table. But I guess, yeah, men side. But I just want to ask, wasn't there like a whole bunch of controversy where people were trying to shut down the men's shed because they're trying to say, oh, look, you can't have a men's shed. Women, you know, you can't exclude women. And then wanting women to be able to sign up for men's shed as well. Wasn't there something like that happening in the news recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, and, and the article does deal with that um, to, to a certain point. Um, there is a discussion in the men's shed movement. Um, there's what, one side, one side of the discussion that says, "Hey, look, you know, this is like you have a university campus, for example. You know, this is a safe space for women, or this is a safe space for LGBT people, or, or whatever." And say, so, "Well, you know, there are times when men need to speak their minds, mm-hmm. and if there are women around, they will feel constrained in yep. how clearly they speak them, or if they speak them at all. And maybe it's good to have a safe space for, for men too." Um, on the other hand, there's there are men sheds out there that are saying, you know what, there are women who are interested in practical skills. Um, once we get used to the idea, um, we, we actually find that we get along with them quite well and are able to open up with, with women as well. And there are a number of men sheds that do involve and include women in, in what they're doing. But yeah, that, that is an ongoing discussion. I just think sure. it's silly that they can't have a women's shed and a men's shed and keep the two separate because there's so many women's groups, you know, things that are organised for women and men aren't allowed to attend. It, you know, it just makes sense that that same courtesy should be extended to um to the other gender. Like it's yeah, I feel like it's a no brainer. Like just let's leave it be for goodness sake. Anyway, that's my well, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and I don't think the men's shed movement, sort of you know, their peak body has made a ruling on it one way or the other. They've said, look, it's up to you. You guys at the local level, you know the vibe. Um, you know the women who are asking to come in. I mean, often. The you know the wives of the guys are involved anyway in some sort of auxiliary capacity, and it's like, well, for goodness' sake, you know, just like get on with it. Like, yeah, let, just you get know, along. Let the men or let the men. It's up to you. Um, you know, you, you've got to figure it out in your local area, and I, and I think that's fair enough. So, what else can people expect from Signs? You've got about a minute left. Oh, okay. Well, look, every Signs magazine we also have a bunch of fun stuff. So we have a crossword and a Sudoku. Uh, which is actually two Sudokus, and we also have a recipe moniker. This month's recipe is couscous stuffed butternut pumpkins. And you're making it for me, right? 
How does that sound? Um, yeah, I, I, I know you're keen on cooking, so I just uh-huh. thought I'd mention that. So, so the butternut pumpkins are hollowed out, and they're stuffed with, uh, I think it's flaked almonds and kale and um, pomegranate seeds and a few oh. other bits of pieces. I mean, I, a lot of people are down on kale. They say, I tried it once. It was really coarse. I just about choked to death on it. What they probably <laughs> don't realize, and, and, and I've tried this, is if you get a kale leaf, fresh kale leaf, you take it to your sink, um, you pour a, a teaspoon or a tablespoon or so of olive oil um, on it or on your hands and then just massage through that kale. It's amazing how soft it comes up and you can just like eat it straight away. Then it's, it's not dry, it's not harsh, it's really nice. Ah, that's interesting, massage your kale. Uh, tell us, uh, how can we get a copy of the signs? Okay, the best thing to do is to go to our website, which is signsofthetimes.org. Au. You can subscribe there. It's only 26 bucks for a whole year's supply. Um, you can also donate to various projects where you know people are distributing science magazines to the public. Um, you know, this is a magazine with a message of hope, and we're really keen for supporters to help us out. If you do subscribe, by the way, and use the code uh, falafel or fudge, we've got a free book or a free DVD, depending which code you use, that we can send out to you along with your first magazine. Thank you so much, Ken, for joining us this morning. We'll be right back after the 8 o'clock news. From the heart of the Father Comes the desire that all of the nations be saved From the lips of Messiah We have the promise, behold, I am with you always. Across the streets we will go, we will go, we will go to the people who have called this place their home. Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind to hear the Savior's praise away. Across the globe we will go. That Jesus has risen and reigns And no fearful and trembling We go remembering the gospel is mighty to save Across the streets and we will go, we will go, we will go To the people who have called this place their home Across the oceans we will fly, leaving worldly gain behind To hear the Savior's praise awake across the globe We will go Come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining The time has come, let us arise For heaven's judge is soon returning The time has come, lift up your eyes The harvest fields are shining, shining the time has come, let us arise, for heaven's judge. 
You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Have you ever been challenged by evolution? Ever struggled to give a reasoned answer for your faith? Or ever felt overwhelmed by the predominance of belief in evolution? Then you need to be at the 2019 Faith and Science Conference. 13 top-level scientists and professors from around the world will be presenting on the most astounding discoveries, completely refuting the theory of evolution. July 16 to 19, Avondale College, Kurumbong, New South Wales. For details, call us now on 1-800-324-843. In me 
I come to 